Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. Never shut up. Never shut up. Never shut up. Good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday, June 14th, 2023. I'm your host, Stephen Jr., and today we pulled Mary and Mary Ann. I didn't mean to pull two chips from the bag today. It's Wednesday after all. It's not Tuesday anymore. Today's Wednesday. And so I reached my hand in the bag, but two chips popped into my hand at the same time. And I couldn't decide. I was like feeling them. I'm like, well, obviously these two chips were meant to be together. So I pulled them out and lo and behold, it is Mary and Marianne. And after our talk yesterday about the annihilating feminine, here we are with two women. We have Mary, who is Tori mother and represents the earth in many ways. Everybody wants something from you. Everybody wants a piece of Mary. And then you have Mary Ann, who is a childhood friend of Tori's who passed away very young, the quickest girl in the frying pan. So you've got all week long, it seems as if we are discussing, and then even if you go back to Monday, what was Monday, Alamo? If you go back to Monday, two queen of spades. So you've got this like, this is so, oh, if I were a philosopher, I would understand what this meant. If I were Sheldon, oh, he's a physicist. If I were a physicist, I could chart the possibilities of this because I don't think, this seems very rare, right? We have two queen of spades, then we have Smokey Joe and Josephine, the Annihilating Feminine and Josephine. And then you've got Mary and Marianne. So... This is the year, this is the this is the year of the woman, the year of the woman, the week of the woman. And I guess that is true because we do have a very specific woman who will be coming around by the end of the week. We got someone traveling down to Florida and I can't stop being vague about my tour plans, can I? Everybody is hitting me up. What shows are you doing? Will I see you in Florida? And I'm just like, dee, dee, dee. not really answering. No, you will not. No, you will not see me in Florida. Unfortunately, I do not go to Florida, even if it were not a political swamp, even if it weren't the battlegrounds for homosexuals and trans people to be there right now. That's the front lines, truly. Even if it weren't that, I hate the heat of Florida. I hate it all. So I was going for a brief moment. I was going to go to Florida. I was looking at flights. It was relatively inexpensive, but I could not bring myself. Like, I did not want to sweat. I just didn't want to sweat and I didn't want to lose, possibly lose my life. So good luck out there, all you people. I really am jealous of you. I will keep going here in Los Angeles and I will keep the pre-shows going. I'm not doing much of the tour, so I'm going to alter slightly how the Tour All Night show is run. I will only be doing one show per tour date. I will be doing the Tour All Night pre-show in which I will let Amy do her tarot readings for the show at hand. I will also be catching you up in the set list from the previous night and doing the bonus song because I'm going to be on the ground here at my apartment <laughs> playing the Wills and Wants game, like managing the Wills and Wants game. You know, I did every show in 2022 with the exception of the four when I got COVID. And I did every show in 2023 except for four at the beginning. So I am a little toured out at the moment. And Mad respect to those of you out there who are doing it. I don't know if I will do anymore. I know that I'm doing three this tour. As we said on Monday, you never know when something's going to end. So you always have to be ready to take care of yourself, you know. And when I said that, I immediately thought of tour. I don't know how much I'm going to do anymore, you know. And it's, it is what it is. And we're here with Mary and Marianne. 
to tell me that the world from the woman that represents the earth, Mary, to the smallest woman, Marianne, the quickest girl in the frying pan, Marianne, from the big to the small, you are the entirety of everything. Everybody has a full universe in them, is what I'm getting from the bag today. Everybody has a full life and a full world inside of them and a mythology and a history and a path to follow. I sometimes think I sit alone a lot and I think there's any number of reasons why my social circle has dwindled in the last, I don't know, five years in particular. Even before that, I mean, as soon as I got out to LA, I felt like I had an immediate group. When I got out to LA, when I first moved to LA, I came here to go to college, to go to grad school. And I had an immediate group of like 15 people that were my friends, that I thought were my friends. I mean, not in a bad way. <laughs> I thought they were my friends. They were my friends because they were the graduating class that I was, I had just, they were my cohort. And as time went on and a couple of them dropped out of the program and as far as directors go, they kind of pitted me against this other director. Like we could never be good at the same time. I would do, I would do an amazing scene and her scene was crap or vice versa. She would do an amazing scene and my scene was crap. And there were, we were never allowed to be good directors at the same time. We were always a teaching experience for the other one. And it's it was it pitted us against each other in a way that we didn't even care for one another until after grad school ended and we bumped into each other at a party like a year later and hung out all night. And at the end of the night, I was like, oh, you're cool. And she was like, oh, you're cool. And then I felt like, I think that's a microcosm for my life. Like I make friends, I think, easily. I think I make friends easily. I'm very social, but like true deep friendships, I don't have very many. And it seems as if in the last few years, I have even less. And I, you know, I can blame, I can blame myself in any number of ways. I can point the finger at myself from any number of directions, but sometimes it's just life. I think that a lot of it has to do with life. I do take responsibility for the times that I was a nightmare. I was a nightmare for a couple years um, after having a little mental health crisis you know, and destroyed a few friendships, some of them for the better, some of them an unfortunate byproduct of that, sadly. You know, I don't know. I've always felt like I was a polarizing individual, like love me or hate me. You know, I, I don't know why. I don't know why that is. Because there's some people out there, there's some people out there who everybody loves, or who just, it doesn't seem to be so complicated for that person. And I'm pulling these two songs back to back, Marianne, and Mary, if you look at these two women, Mary, the earth, and Mary Ann, the quickest girl in the frying pan, they're both incredibly complicated, right? Everybody, I mean, Mary represents a complicated, complex structure, a planet, right? Fill their mouths with some acid rain, like the mother that's killing you, right? The mother that herself is dying and is only feeding you toxic energy. And then the second, Marianne, I guess the daughter, who herself has a complicated history. So perhaps that's just the way. Perhaps that as life moves forward or as you build your life or as you travel through your life, you know, if, if it's predestined or not, however you feel about it, perhaps as you travel through your life or build your life or carve out your life, things change and things get complex and things get hard, uh, you know. I feel like I've had major change 
I've been swimming through a canal of change for the last couple years. And I think that it's sort of calmed down. I think I've sort of calmed down. I'm in a stable place at the moment. I have the ability to pay my rent. I'm not worried where my next meal will come from. I'm worried about how many calories my next meal will have because I'm going on a cruise. I'm trying to get my banging cruise bod. You know, the bod that says, oh, he's worked out for years. I'm trying to get that bod in a month. If anybody knows how. I just, except for without working. Out. I would really like to not have to work out. I just don't like the pain and I also don't like to sweat. See previous statements about Florida. Everything's complex. You can't have it all ways, I guess. When I think of the annihilating feminine and when I think of the toxic feminine, which Mary I think represents in some ways, someone who they tore your dress and stole your ribbons, she was at one point innocent. There was an innocence to her. But whenever I think of the annihilating feminine, I think of Carol Churchill's play, The Scriker, which is one of my favorite plays. And I'm, I want to read this monologue. Let's see. I have this monologue in me. Is that it? I'm looking for it. I don't think I have it anymore. Oh, yes, I do. Of course I do. There, I found it. Everybody calm down. I found it. It's my favorite play. I directed it. It was one of the very first plays I ever directed. And this monologue about the annihilating feminine, let's see if I can do it justice. Are you ready? Carol Churchill, by the way, is the best living playwright, best playwright of all time, in my opinion. And it used to be my goal to... Um, direct every Carol Churchill play, and I was well on that goal. I directed a Striker, I directed This is a Chair, I directed my thesis play was A Mouthful of Birds. I directed a lot of scene, I did a lot of scene work. Um, I think that's all I've officially directed. I should get back on the Carol Churchill train. Anyhow, The Striker is a play about a an ancient shapeshifter who is there to steal energy, but it's a very feminist play. Um, it pits two women, Lily and Josie, against each other. And there's a scene where Josie touches something that she's not supposed to touch. And the striker says, don't touch that thing. She touches it. And immediately her world turns upside down. It's like this, it's a cue with a loud siren starts to wail and her world flips upside down. And she is trapped in the underworld where she plays out this next scene with a striker who is by that point in her true form, like an ancient demon. And she begs her, the scene itself, suddenly she's been down there for a thousand years and she has children and she's begging the striker to let her go and taste the sunshine again on the earth, you know, back in the world. And finally, after some convincing or after a deal is made, Josie's allowed to go back up. And she goes back up to the world thousand years later and it's the exact same second that she left, except for everything's changed inside. She's a completely different person and she's had a, you know, she's has, she has a family somewhere else and she has this pain and this knowledge that she'll never see them again. And there's this one moment where the striker says, have you noticed the large number of meteorological phenomena lately? Earthquakes, volcanoes, drought, apocalyptic meteorological phenomena, the increase of sickness. It was always possible to think whatever your personal problem, there's always nature. Spring will return even if it's without me. Nobody loves me, but at least it's a sunny day. This has been a comfort to people as long as they've existed, but it's not available anymore. 
Sorry, nobody loves me and the sun's going to kill me. Spring will return and nothing will grow. Some people might feel concerned about that, but it makes me feel important. I'm going to be around when the world as we know it ends. I'm going to witness unprecedented catastrophe. I like a pile up on the motorway. I like the kind of war we're having lately. I like snuff movies, but this is going to be the big one. And I always think about the relationship between the environment and feminism, if you think about Mary as the earth, or ecofeminism, which is basically that the way we treat the earth and the way we devalue the land and the ancientness of the land or the autonomy of the land is the same thing that we do to women, is the degradation of women. The domination of women and the domination of the planet are all mired, are all steeped in the patriarchy or in capitalism. And so that's what ecofeminism is. And that's the link between Mary and Marianne. If we look at Especially what's happening now with, you know, it's so weird because when, if you think you can't be logical anymore with people because you don't know, I don't like to, you don't know what's going to happen. Pride, this is Pride Month. Happy Pride. Pride is a protest. It's important to remember that I I wear pride gear, not because I want other people to, you know, other gay people to see me and like identify with me. I wear pride stuff because it's a protest and there's, there may be like a little kid that I work with who sees me wearing it and feels a little less alone or maybe feels empowered a little bit more. That's why I wear my pride stuff. And pride is a protest. Ecofeminism is a protest. But if you think about art, you can't be logical with people anymore. This group of MAGA, uh, MAGA, make America great again, again, MAGA, Republicans, the, this group, they're not even Republicans, like, uh, this group of MAGA, maggots, 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 these group of maggots, they, they will twist anything, they will twist anything, like, how Donald Trump so vocally and so emphatically started his his one single term as president as the worst president we've ever had as is proven by the fact that he was indicted now multiple times um the worst president we've ever had so emphatically began his presidency saying it is you i will make it a crime i will be incredibly hard on the crime of keeping confidential information anyone who has confidential information needs to guard it can't show it to anybody all for the purpose of bringing down a woman or not even really bringing down a woman if you think about it because Donald Trump and Hillary were friends before and even though they had these terribly weird gross awkward debates do you remember when he was like stalking around her it was so disgusting even though they had these like debates in that way I still felt like he thought they were fun I still felt even though she knew the implication of it and knew how bad it may get if he were elected I still think he was taking the piss I something tells me he was going up to her backstage and being like hey that was a good debate huh like eh? I feel like he's such a fucking idiot like that's probably what he did and so I don't feel it was really to bring down any specific woman but to inflame and incite an army around him or to create a mob mentality which was his way of winning, which he knew he could do. He saw it unfold. We all saw it unfolding around him. And he, I think, was in the middle of it, fanning the flames, 
not specifically to bring Hillary down. That just happened to be the flag. That happened to be the flag he could hold up. You know, it's so disgusting. And then to have him say all that and then have everybody, all of his maggots, parrot that to parrot that to him pivot pivot and now they are pivoting they're pivoting as if exactly what he was saying which wasn't true in her case is not what ended up happening now and so they should if logic dictates follow the path to be very hard on him now but of course they're not and it's just you you're not dealing with logic you're dealing with emotion and you can't you can't even explain that was the sound of mary and marianne hitting my desk you can't even explain anything with logic to people who are operating from emotion because you're going you're going to you're going to scream at the wall you might as well scream at the wall you might as well fill their mouths with some acid rain you might as well you're doing you're not doing anything it's nothing it's really nothing and so I prefer, I don't know. I don't know. I can't let, you know, yesterday we decided to be the annihilating feminine and it's clear that we are going to have to take matters into our own hands and we have to stay strong and we can't forget it. We cannot forget that we have to stay strong at all times because this world is crumbling. This world is suffering. And with it, any sense of matriarchy, with it, any sense of unity any sense of harmony and togetherness you're right the opposite of patriarchy is not matriarchy but fraternity that's what Sinead O'Connor said in the Universal Mother album the opposite of patriarchy is not matriarchy but fraternity that was Jermaine Greer that is a quote the opposite of patriarchy is not matriarchy but fraternity unity harmony please be careful out there this is a very sick and twisted world I hope you have a good day Everybody want a piece of me
Never Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up.